you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle was good, man. Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into the Dynasty Trade Show. So glad you could join us. Doesn't matter that I'm under the weather, feeling a little sick. We power through. Dynasty Trades never stop around here, and you can find everything we're doing over at patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. And make sure to go check out the website that just launched. It is absolutely incredible. The Warp Tool presented by our partner. It feels so good to say that. Our partner, Drupa, made a fantastic one. SouthHarmonFF.com. Pretty straightforward and easy. But Adam, man, you're going to have to carry me, man. This is like the, this is going to be the trade show of uh, the Jordan flu game, even though LeBron's the GOAT. Oh, I can't wait for the comments on that one. LeBron's the GOAT, but <laughs> this is the Jordan flu game. Here, we're powering through. You know what, Mike? At some point, you're going to have to remind me. We're not going to do it on the trade show to give you and everybody my LeBron story, especially now that someone brought out the brooms. Um, oh. we'll, do it on, we'll do it on air on a show at some point. Uh, anyway, uh, it, he got swept. Um, but Mike is the GOAT regardless. Don't, I don't care if you pick Jordan, you pick LeBron, you pick Kobe. Mike's the GOAT for powering through. The flu game is here. We're going to go with Jordan this time. If you do want your deals featured on the show, Mike already talked about, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Fizzle already told you, um, if you, if you don't want to join Patreon or, uh, check out the website or whatever, at least just go down and hit the like subscribe button. But Fizzle told you, we start off with one of our own and Mike, we're going to do each of ours. So mine Ooh. first, then we're going to go to yours. We're going to start with mine. So let, let's talk about it, man. So this Mike is a 12 team Superflex best ball start 12. All right. So it's six point per passing touchdown. Um, and I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this one here. So Joel Jell's a team that like, all right, so he had Burrow and Herbert and his team was basically built on those two elite quarterbacks. But the problem is like the depth just wasn't there and he'd put, you know, them on the block and he wasn't getting the offers he wanted. And I think the thing for him that was tough is there were some teams that would send, you know, a couple first and some good players that weren't quarterbacks. He really, he, he wanted his quote was bodies. Like he wanted a quarterback teardown and like three pieces or more, right? Like he wanted to make, while he makes the trade, like make it worth his while and grab three to four players in best ball. So here, here's what the deal became Mike. Um, so that's Herbert that I'm getting on my end. I'm also receiving his first in 24 for everyone that's watching. This is a guy that was in the playoffs last year with that team, right? So he's trading away Herbert and his first, he is receiving back Kenny Pickett. So it's it's a good size teardown to go to Pickett, right? Like that's, I think, the most alarming thing people in the league saw from Herbert to Pickett, and they're kind of freaking out. But he picks up on top of it Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, and Joe Mixon. Uh, big thing here, Mike, is his 24 first. Obviously, the team's not like the best built, but it's still pretty good. He's still probably going to make the playoffs. And the Nikki Habs pick, that, that 24 second that I sent him, is locked in top three. So... I have the edge of the first could be earlier, right? But if his if he's a good team and he's he's the one ten, like you're not really losing much in the pick value there. Just to give context to that. So all that being said, though, Mike, the, the totality of the deal, right? Like if you talk talk through it how you want to, the twenty four first versus twenty four second, and then like these four players are they enough for you to get off of Herbert in, in a best ball league like this? In twenty twenty two, this is a deal I would make 
and I would post it on Twitter and I would get blasted for it. Like, how dare you send away Justin Herbert for this? But those deals worked out okay for me. Like, I did fairly well in best ball. I will say, though, the one tweak I've made, and we've talked about it before, is in best ball, I'm more apt to the elite quarterbacks, the elite warp guys, and getting in that range. And there's not really a price that I won't pay to do it, right? Just to have that rock-solid foundation. So on your side, not only did you move up, but you got a first. And even if you projected late, like, it's still a 24 first at this point. Like, we're going to see how it does. But... This isn't one of those, Adam, where I think it's a slam dunk for you. Like, I like to move, and I would would have done it myself. I would have done it because I want to get into those elite quarterback ranges. But on the other side, like, this strategy worked very well for me last year, right? You take those. I will say the the warp that we talked about at the beginning of the show, right, looking at it, even in best ball leagues, it is still heavily slanted to elite quarterbacks. And you can look at our spike weeks, consistency ranks, in uh, the Patreon and, and see that as well. So I will say that is the one tweak I've made, but this isn't a bad haul or a bad return in a best ball league for a guy who was already in the playoffs to go and go, I'm going to go down. I'm still going to get a quarterback. I'm going to pick up two wide receivers. One of them stacked with said quarterback. So if they do both blow up, boom, that's a, uh, right. a weak winning he got that stack. That, that was there. that was a nice little piece of build up, honestly, in trade value that's not equated by most. Yep. Joe Mixon isn't the sexiest, but if if they don't move on from him, right, and it's Joe Mixon, it's still a running back in a very, very, very good offense, right? And this is one that you don't have to push the button to start. This is a guy who could fall in the end zone on any given week three times. And all of a sudden, he's a top two, top three running back on the week. So right. Joe Mixon's still good. Michael Pittman's a receiver I like. I don't think he's valued uh, extremely high for a lot of people. But still, like that's a, a receiver body that you're going to put in there that still carries some weight because of the youth and the potential that he does have. So nice return by Joel. Um, but I'm like, if I got to make it, it's not just because you're you're my guy. But when I talk about trades, it's what I would actually do. In a best ball league, Adam, like I'm pretty apt to to do whatever it takes to move up to get elite quarterbacks and to pair them, hopefully, with another elite quarterback. Now, I don't know how you're constructed roster wise. Well, we can get into that. Um, let's go. Who's your other quarterback? Well, That's all right, the question I got. Here's the thing, right? This we we saw this. If you go back and look at the Trevor Lawrence thumbnail, you're gonna have to go back a ways. We do one every week, and now we're starting to do two. Last year, Mike, this team I had built crazy i'm talking it's i think it's like 30 roster spots like one to 30 you're like what these are all like top 12 to 15 startup picks you're like this is crazy like there's no way you lose but the problem was that trey lance got hurt right away then i had lamar who ends up getting hurt when it matters i'm down to gino and kenny pickett kenny pickett has a concussion in the playoffs i have geno smith in a, a ridiculous team ends up losing in the playoffs and you know it kind of got me thinking about all the assets I have and how I want to make the team form and here's the reality nobody else in the league as much as people will talk crap about this trade and I get it man I I know if you're in a league and you see this happen you know me I'm the one that gets Herbert in the first you're like you're mad yeah like you're I get the under I understand the freak out but nobody else was offering this nobody I know what you, you hate pick it all you want but nobody else had that range of a quarterback and a Pittman and a Deontay and a Mixon like at the end of the day we could have scrapped the 24 first and second swap I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal but for me I can play up the 24 first versus a second differently right I, I think for me though Mike the reason I talk about this the quarterback room I have now I traded up to make sure I traded a bunch of those first you were kind of iffy on the deal to get T-Law and now I got right. Lamar who's got a bag now I got Herbert I have five quarterbacks. I got Russ, and then I have both Trey Lance and Purdy. Um, I want to cut Purdy. I just don't. At this point, I've teared up so much. I don't. I can't actually do it. So um, I got five-ish quarterbacks. Like I got the San Fran quarterback room. I've got Russ. I've got um, Herbert. I've got Lawrence, and I've got Lamar. The reason I think that's so big, Mike, is <laughs> a couple things. Gives me more on the bottom of my best ball roster to churn through waivers, which I couldn't do last year. That was something I missed out on. Like Javante got hurt. Bateman got hurt. Akers wasn't performing. I had, I had these bottom stacked people that I couldn't move and no one would trade for. Now I can't get guys in there. But now if you want a quarterback and you don't have one, 
the market is forcing you to come either my way or you have to try to find a way to get a dog shit, you know, quarterback 25 or lower into your value. So right, I got a little mini quarterback cord and in best ball, I don't have to say like, man, I can't, like, I can't hold these guys. I don't, it's not like I have, we, we talked about the roster construction. I can go up to five. Now, if I can trade out of one of these to get better assets in return some, t- some point down yeah. the road, sure. But right now, the reason I did this was I think it helps Joel Gell. I will say on the, the last piece on this trade, I don't ever want to be in the position Joel was in, right? Because I think the problem here is this. Joel is in a position that nobody wants to be in. Your team's good enough to be in the playoffs, but it's not good enough to win, and your options are thin. So this is how you have to make a deal like this. That the buyers are not there for what you want to get in return. So – I don't know if you had any other further thoughts on this trade here, Mike, before we get into any other ones. No, even, I mean, it's the difference between lineup and best ball. There was only one quarterback last year who all 17 weeks was an above average option at the position, right? He was making your QB1 or QB, your super flex spot, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And everybody else, no matter how good they are, man, Josh Allen had a good year from a fantasy perspective. Jalen Hurts was incredible. Even they, they'd have three four weeks oh. where they wouldn't actually make your lineup right yes. or were above ab- uh, above average option so having four or five quarterbacks isn't ever a bad thing even no. if they're they're good guys man the only way i don't ever really look at it and go man you know like i i need to move one of these guys or like you know i'm, I'm antithetical if i'm out there rocking patrick mahomes josh allen jalen hurts and joe pearl as my four quarterbacks in a best ball league i'm going i'm doing myself a dis. well i'm doing myself a disservice <laughs> if i don't trade them but that's not what we're talking about here you got you got guys kind of strung all over the spectrum of quarterbacks and to have those options is completely fine um you know the last point i i forgot to mention and you kind of brought me to this Speaking of our warp tool, um, you know, SouthHarmonFF.com, you go there, you can hit the warp machine, or you could just put forward slash warp. So in this league, Mike, you can already see this stuff, and it's not going to be very different from a lot of leagues. Um, but it also, I think, it, it kind of is a what do you believe about Herbert, right? Now, if you told me that's Burrow, like right now, I think that's even more anger. And right. I don't know that that's necessarily warranted, but Herbert – in 2021, you can go back and you can go all the way to like 2007 or eight or whatever, something crazy and see all the years. Herbert in 2021 was quarterback five, right? And warp, like that was a big, that was a big deal. This last year, Mike, warp wise, like he, he wasn't actually that great. He was quarterback 12 in this league. So if you're Joel, it's like, all right, I at least got to hold on to Burrow and I got to move off of Herbert in this deal too. I think that was actually something everybody that wanted to trade with him was going for Burrow where I was willing to do it for Herbert. So for him, that was another reason I think it fell through to land on this deal. This is one of those where it makes sense from your roster construction, makes sense from the way I'm approaching best ball, the way we're both approaching best ball, obviously, because you made this trade. But on the other side, completely honest no bullshit here i don't know this guy from from anybody right i don't know who the hell it is but there's a deal on the other side that i've made many many a time many many a time you take one stud and you break it up into multiple pieces and in this case he's got five things that could potentially enter his lineup because that's how i look at that 24 second and you talk about it it's a locked in one so i can sell that for a lot well that's a big thing he still has his right so he's kind of pot committed by sending his first in I think right. for a guy that doesn't trade a lot, that actually is almost in a way could be beneficial to him, right? Now he might just say, okay, I got Nikki's first, which is a early one, and I've got my first, which is mid to late. That can buy you Terry McLaurin. That right. can buy you a, another receiver here, which if that was in the side of the deal, you're looking at it totally different in a trade. So I know it's gross. I know it's gross. You're looking at Pickett to Herbert, and you're probably you know kind of puking in your mouth. But I thought this was a good um, – trade to to put on the show because i think it's it's hard to swallow in lineup obviously but in best ball i think it's a different animal so anyway in in the lineup in the lineup you look you know he looks foolish if it was lineup man um i i I think the the hate wasn't warranted enough that we got in the chat um (laughs) all right so let's get into one with you have mike speaking of lineup Uh, speaking of lineup 12 teams super flex half ppr lineup start 10 i thought this one was interesting i i saw a lot of the uh the stuff in the chat while I was on vacation um, with this whole trade. You worked them down, man. This is a work them down deal. Um, you got it to the point where you want a quarterback. Here's golf, and I need a 24 first. And uh, you can speak to the nuances of the league and the deal and his team and all that. 
Well, well like, like a lot of my leagues, I mean, you just talked about you, but we also kind of have the straight, same strategy. I find myself with an abundance of quarterbacks all over the place. And one of the beneficial things is, like, I'm kind of the only person you get to come to, man. Like, I'm the only one. And you can either pay my prices, which I don't think are absurd or unreasonable, but you either pay them or move on, man. They'll die on my roster. Good luck to you. Best of luck to you with your, you know, in a lineup league, starting somebody other than a quarterback in your super flex position or putting your hopes on the the spot starts from David Blau during the, the year when, you know, somebody else is injured. So good luck. This is one of those, you know, I'm, I'm rocking Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Kenny Pickett, Will Levis, and Jared Goff at the time. And I have plenty of other assets where, you know, I'm exploring tearing up into the quarterback to get another one. In a lineup league, if I can walk away with two guys in the top nine, I'm over the moon. So something that's in the works, but one of those things that I need to do to make it happen is I need an abundance of draft capital, right? Adam, if you start throwing around 24 firsts to people, they start paying attention. You know what I mean? And not just one. But this gives me three. Now I have three twenty-four first. And what can I buy with three twenty-four first? You don't think I can attach a Will Levis or a Kenny Pickett or a Trey Lance with three twenty-four first and go get an elite quarterback? You can buy all. You're of insane. It. Right. But it gives me those options. Jared Goff is fine. Would he have been my QB two? Probably. Like unless uh, Trey Lance moves on to a different team or you know gets named the starter. Right. We're still kind of up in the air on where he is. But I have an abundance. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay playing in the uncomfortable spot because, Adam, it's it's not September. I don't have to start a lineup right now. I'm just looking and trying to position myself for the future. So this guy wanted, you know, he wanted him for a second. I said, nah, I'm good, man. No yeah, way. Nah, no like, way, no. That doesn't move the needle for me. And it's not. I'm my team. And I think, I think this is an interesting point that um, somebody asked in the comments for us to talk a little bit about quarterback hoarding. I think this is a spot we can do it. I, I will I will say, Mike, I think honestly at some point during this offseason when things are kind of quiet, maybe we do a whole trade show or a mini one on trades we've right. made with quarterback hordes and talk through the points because I would like to do that a lot. Yes. Um, I think it's something that for people that aren't really comfortable leaning into the quarterback horde, like it's, it's hard to explain without showing because – the problem is like the, the the other person here, so JB's or whatever the whatever the name is. He's saying you don't need golf. I need golf. A right. second is fine in value based on like startups or based on. But right. here's the problem: the format matters here, and also quarterbacks are not really Jared Goff types are not worth seconds to me in any format. Lineup start ten, lineup start thirteen, lineup start nine. Uh, best ball, I don't care. Like I want Jared Goff on those teams. A second doesn't get it done. Your first at least, even if it projects late, like if you have injuries or you're not completely rostered appropriately, there's upside in that pick, right? If it's more mid. (laughs) There's no upside even if it's locked in 201. That's 201. It cannot get better than that. So that's the biggest point to me on that is that uh, when you have a plethora of quarterbacks, like it's one of the few things, especially in Superflex, that you just can't understand – this is an off season. Like just everyone watching this, understand this is an off season trade. Imagine it's bye weeks. Imagine it's like Mike is four mm-hmm. quarterbacks and somebody goes down. Like last, how many quarterbacks we saw go down? Lamar got hurt. Trey Lance got right. hurt. The year before that, Dak got hurt. Dak got hurt last year too. That only plays into the hand, which means if you want to buy it now, I need that first. Otherwise, like kick rocks. So I'm 100 percent with right. you on this. Like you got to give me and, a first, or why am I why am I trading? And it's a two prong thing when you think about it. Like people just look at it. We're, we're talking about this kind of in a, a vacuum, right? And the people watching, the people listening, they're looking at it. It's called Jared Goff for 24 first. Is that relatively fair value for Jared Goff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you also have to remember the context of it. I'm one of the only teams that can trade away a quarterback and not get one back. That is one of the beauties of the QB horde. I don't need one back. I don't want you to pollute it with your Ryan Tannehill. Right. I, I don't want that guy back. I don't want your Hendon Hooker back, right? I don't want anything back. I want to get to the actual value that I want. And then on top of it, the second prong to it, Adam, is this is a guy who either A, in this situation, and, and this doesn't apply to this one, but for a lot of people, they'll be looking at, well, maybe Goff's is QB3 and he's trying to build depth. Completely fine. But now he's burning his future draft capital to yep. build depth at the quarterback position on QB3. Not the most 
beneficial to his team roster construction to build depth at your QB3 spot versus some other things. But in this guy's case, the other thing you have to remember is now Jared Goff is his QB2. Correct. Correct. And he didn't have anything. Didn't have Brian Tannehill would have been his QB2. Now Tannehill's his QB3. That's completely fine, but your QB2 is not a sexy spot. And now I have your future draft capital. Like this could go south for you in a hurry, an sure. absolute hurry, especially when your QB one is Kirk Cousins, right? Like Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff, not a QB room that strikes fear into a lot of people's hearts. So to make the gamble against his team is completely fine. And that that's what you want to do with the QB horde. It's all about leverage, leverage, having the QBs leverage into getting deals that are beneficial for your team and leverage into betting against other teams. What if he ends up the one eleven, the one twelve? doesn't really matter to me. I still accomplish what I wanted to, but there's a scenario, Adam, maybe this is the one Oh two or the one Oh three. And instead of Jared Goff, you know, for the 24 first, which looks random at this point, next year we're looking at it going, can you believe Mike really sent away Jared Goff for what's Drake May or Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers if he blows up or whoever right. the hell that, right. that early pick would be? Right. And that's a smash out of the park. There's no question about that one. So QB hoarding, it's beautiful. I love doing it. This is just another example. And eventually you can just wear them down, right? Just don't cave yeah. into the values. I think one thing that Mike and I have learned, though, um, is a lot of it's by experience. Uh, and there, there is a point, though, where you probably should probably cut it off as far as right. leaning into it. Like when you get to the range past golf. Like, see, golf, I think, is trending in the direction of like he's teetering, right? He's right. someone you can lean into this type of a trade to, to the right owner at the right time. So that's where he's worth it. When you start going further south of him, like that's where you got to be really careful because of the age of the player, because of you got to find a buyer and you end up getting stuck with three or four of those types. That's a different thing. If you can you know, stay ima- quarterback 15 yeah. and North that, that quarterback leverage is massive. Imagine if you're out there trying to QB hoard with like Jordan love, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Will Levis, uh, La- Jimmy La- Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. You're like, I got year. the QB hoard and, and people really just don't care. <laughs> like, Last nah, year's like, Matt I, Ryan, you, you, right. end up, you end up, he's retired, Tom Brady's retired. How'd right. that go? Like, that's like, the part of the problem is that there's, and that's why I think we need a full episode on it, Mike, is because there's a nuance of where does it stop, where does it start, and how it's rash in a startup if you're going to do it. Like, sometimes your first four or five picks are all going to be QBs, yes. and you have to have the stones to sit there with no skill players and do it again and do it again and do it again. When everyone else is not seeing it coming, knowing what you're going to play into later. So I, w- uh, I will say in, in lineup league, like one of the, uh, the the things we just talked about, like you probably want to stay in that better tier. But in best ball leagues, Adam, you can get down into the crusty range for the QB horde and actually be pretty successful. You know, you got six, seven, eight of these guys. Fine. You're not finding another one who has the potential to make your lineup. Like you can actually QB hoard the turds in best ball a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's a big point. Um, okay, Ryan Edwards, 12-team Superflex, best ball contender. He's starting 10 in this league. Mike, so let's talk about this deal. You're trading off of A.J. Brown. You're trading out of Trey McBride, his 24-second and the 305. So you're looking probably, you know, running back tight end range there. You're receiving Joe Mixon, um, who will not be on the thumbnail um, for reasons that we all know, Debo, Connor, Deontay Johnson, Marvin Jones, Mike. I saw this one and it, it see the first trade that you probably were kind of not feeling great about. This one yeah. I think should be making fe- people feel a little sicker. But I'm curious your thoughts, Mike. Um let's let's yeah. hear let's hear what you got. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to be so negative right off, but I'm trying to match it up and I'm going Okay, All right. so you're tearing down. Let's just let's just do it on air. The AJ Brown. You're, you're tearing down, down from AJ Brown to Debo. If right? I'm gonna or Deontay, whoever the hell you want to rank him, that's fine. And getting one of the other guys like Deontay, I think just for AJ Brown though, like you should be getting a a James Conner type back. Well, can you know I, I mean? can I say like let me let two. me say this? Do you think it's fair to say AJ Brown is worth in best ball Debo, Deontay, and either Marvin Jones or James Conner? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Think so. 
So let, let, let's go with let's Martin go with the Jones receivers. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go with uh. So you think it's James Connor, Debo, and Deontay? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Connor, Debo, Deontay. I think you could get every bit of that. Okay. So let, let, and, now, let's... and that's that's the crusty type move I would make in best ball. You know what I mean? Like nobody really likes Deontay. Nobody really likes Debo. James Connor is a running back who's also old and has injury history. But I will make the one for three bet every single time in best Fair. ball. Like I will do that. So the then now, is, so now we're left with right, a twenty-four second. Stuff. Is a twenty-four second in, in Mixon fair? Yeah, I probably want the second to be honest. Okay, so so do you think like is there a, is there a case where it's three hundred five and a twenty-four second for Mixon, or are you just no way? Three hundred five and a tw- okay, that's yeah. Because the reason I wanted to bring that up now is, is I, McBride for because Marvin now Jones. McBride for Marvin Jones is obviously McBride, but when you talk about the pieces, like I. I could probably live with that being the difference I lose at based on the other stuff in the deal. So I, the reason I wanted to walk through it that way is I, I looked at this deal a couple times when I first saw it. Man, I'm sideways. Like I'm literally leaning my head more and more sideways as I'm looking at it. I think it's not as bad as it looks. But I will say this feels like you are trading out of A.J. Brown – and you're getting the assets, and you're probably in best ball, especially when you start. You got to make these type moves to build the depth. But this one feels like you you sold a elite player close to like bottom dollar, right? Like this that's is, what it feels to me. This is the problem, man. On the with the deal, right? As it's constructed, the three hundred five is a decent enough asset in best ball to take a shot on, even if it's you sure. know Josh Downs or one of Darnell these guys Washington. That, Right, doesn't matter. In a best ball league, it's completely fine because that's actually something that may enter your lineup one, two times a year. That's all you're looking to buy with your thirds. So that is completely fine. But, Adam, what the deal really is, it's it's five pieces for four pieces, and except for the team who's getting the four pieces on the side is getting one of them that's an elite asset and not sending away a single elite asset in return, and that's the problem with it. Right, You took the the one asset really should be a one for three, or a one for two pretty good ones, right? Like, if this was A.J. Brown for Brandon Ayuk and Michael Pittman, I'm going, man, in a best ball league, I'll take the Pittman and Ayuk bet over A.J. Brown as much as I love him. But it's not. We're going even farther down. We're going from, like, good assets to fringe, fringe, like, especially ones that people hate right now. And you're only getting two of them at best. You know, the third one doesn't really matter. Adam, if I said A.J. Brown for Deontay, Debo, and Joe Mixon, it makes the whole trade look even worse. Even worse because then you're going, right, Ryder, sure. Connor. No, no, I get cares? you. But right, I probably, probably favor McBride. And then the second and the third for Marvin Jones, Jesus. Well, can, easily. Let, let me just say, I think, Mike, you could break this down a bunch of different ways. I think even taking the other deal, like I think there's nuances in leagues that some people don't necessarily know when we're just looking on a trade show. Like, Maybe right. this is one of these leagues that's a it's a newer best ball league and like you know them twenty four seconds. Don't move for what we talk about on the show sometimes. Like there's stuff like that that happens. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I will say. This is to Ryan, uh, you know, survive to remember, and to everyone watching. Can I tell you the biggest problem I have with this trade actually right now is two of the like if I'm gonna get off of AJ Brown and tear him down, like I'm cool. I'll do it anytime. I think here's the biggest problem I have with this trade. Forget like trying to teeter on what the value really is. I think it's close enough. I think the the biggest problem I have is it's May 24th and I'm buying a running back that has off the field stuff and is old and is not trending the right way. And I'm also buying another old running back. If those pieces are not so cliffing to where like we're talking, Mike, this could be October and those, those, those values are drastically dead. Right. Like honestly, like that's that's the biggest problem for me in this deal. I don't. I'm, I'll get crusty. I just don't want to in May make the bet on those type of running back assets when I'm looking to trade away picks and AJ Brown. That's my problem right. with the deal. Like when I talk about the essence of it, you could argue the other stuff. I'm 100 percent with you on it. I think that's the biggest point to me. Like if you told me those running backs are not as old or they're receivers that are not like to this crust level to where you can just see it totally going to zero, get a little more on board. That's my biggest problem with it, man, is it feels like you could be looking at in 
five months, like, what have I done? What have I done? That's AJ Brown, right? That's my problem. Yeah, I'll hold the uh, the good asset right now in May for sure. Like the one that I trust. And, and as much as we talk about his twenty four second not moving, like there's a chance that twenty four seconds, the second or third most valuable piece on his side if this goes wrong right. that's the right biggest thing this doesn't mean it can't work out for you and won't be a decent trade it just that's my tiebreaker Correct. on the thing here so anyway all right uh next trade mike 10 team super flex ppr half point tight end premium lineup start 11 we had to get goat rings back on man we had to go goat, goat rings back on goat rings receiving calvin ridley sam howe zach charbonnet 24 first from raiders life Raiders life is receiving Juju Stafford Jacobs 24 third from goat rings. I'll let you start Mike uh, 10 team Superflex lineup start 11 thoughts. We'll take this uh, uh, back to the old school man the the Ray G right what's the most valuable piece in the deal and to me it's the liquidity of that 24 first. I don't even know where the hell it is. Well it's 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 a guy it's a it's the guy that's sending his first for Jacobs at peak whose name is Raiders Life. Right. Because yeah, he's I'll buying – he wants Josh Jacobs on a franchise tag, and I'll take that first on that bet. In May. I'll take it. I'm good. Like, I get – I fair in value. I'll take the first, though. I'm with you. Yep. The next best piece, right? Calvin Ridley, I guess. Charbonnet. It's, it's – so, two and three are definitely those guys. Right. Or, so, I'm sorry, three and four, because I'll give you Jacobs ahead. So – Three and four are Ridley and Charbonnet, right? All right. So one, three, four, and he's missing out on what Jacobs as the second most valuable piece in the deal. Mm-hmm. If I just look at it that way, like, yeah, give me the one, three, four. If we're talking <clears throat> a four for four deal, pretty easily, like I'm good. But here, here's the thing too. I went like, at the first spot. I went at the third spot. I went at the fourth spot. You can take your win in the second spot if you want, man. Good. Best of luck to you. I'm a Juju guy too. But, you know, Calvin Ridley or Juju? Easily on, Calvin on, Ridley for me. The, the offense just warrants Ridley over Juju, even if you thought it was a close player evaluation, and, right? And let's be completely honest, man. At this point, Matt Stafford is just kind of a name. Um, that That's a guy where I, I'm kind of – I'm not going to say desperate, but, like, I'm actively trying to get off of him. I actively don't really want to expose myself to Matt Stafford. I'm okay if, like, he comes out and he's – fantastic again like he was a couple years ago but we're talking a guy about a guy with a very serious injury problem on a team that we just talked about not too long ago we have no idea what the rams are going to be are they going to be disgustingly tank or are they going to be that middle of the road now if they're middle of the road matt stafford's healthy could he produce close to qb1 numbers yeah i'd say that's that's probable but there's also a scenario where Matt Stafford only plays three, four games, right? He could play just as many games as Sam Howell's going to be, but one of them is going to retire next year, and the other one's just going to be a guy that people still believe in. So, like, I want the seven goat rigs side. I don't think it's particularly close. I think me. format like, makes this not close at all. Um, let me just ask you this real quick before I give the trade breakdown and get out of this trade because goat rings, I think, killed it. Mike, let me ask you this. You're a contender. Talking about quarterback three here. Like, let's say your your top two, you feel good about. Okay. How or Stafford quarterback three for your team in that scenario right now? I'm probably still going to lead Stafford. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make yeah, sure because it should be. Crazy. It should be. All right. Fair enough. I'm just I'm testing the waters because I also know yeah. you're a big How Sam Howell guy. Sam Howell. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just had to I had to test you, and I'm glad you answered that way, even though it was close. Because I, th- I think it's still definitely Stafford over Howell. But I'm 100% with all the points you're making. Like, this is not a valuable guy. If there's any name retention somehow, like, I'd be willing to move him very easily and happily. Right. Lineup, league, half PPR, start 11. Here's the thing, Mike, for me. When I look at this trade, th- th- can, I, can I explain to you and everybody watching how when you look at a trade really quickly in a lineup league like this, Ask yourself this question. How often do you want to start Juju in a lineup start 11? The answer should be not often. And especially in a 10-team league, not Correct. a lot. 24-third? Well, first of all, you can't start that pick. But let's say you could package it or even just move it one for one. The answer definitely is you don't want to start a, it. Definitely a negative warp selection right there in a 
ten team start eleven lineup league. The only thing that doesn't hurt you on warp is that it doesn't it's not in your lineup. So it's just right. it's liquidity. But there it you is. cannot go buy anything probably with that third outside of a rare scenario that gives you, you lineup get like discussion. A, yeah, you could get like a spot running back start during the season, maybe sometime. Yeah, maybe two you get two weeks out of, you know, the Deontay Foreman type of last year, right? Boom. Like something like that. Yeah. Best case scenario. Here's the thing. Even then, like it's not a starter, but I understand wanting it. But just when you ask yourself, what am I going to start here? Stafford, you shouldn't want to start. Could it be a quarterback three? Fine. Juju, you don't want to start. Third, you don't want to start. Jacobs, fine. You want to start. Here's the thing on the on the top side. You don't want to start Sam Howell. I'll fully admit that. No. But Zach Charbonnet could absolutely be a starter in a start 11 league, even in 10 team. Yes. Ridley definitely could. And that 24 first, my goodness, I can buy something that I want to go start. That is – like from roster construction and league alone destroyed it. And there's other nuances that make it even worse. So Goat Rings is back doing Goat Rings things. Um, he's, he's, he's back, man. He's back. We were worried about you, man, but uh, not anymore. All right. Koopa Troopa. Mike, th- this one, I had to get this one on the show because he's a South Harmon guy now. He's an affiliated he, – he's affiliated with the brand, and he's putting this in the trade show – so I have to walk through all the specifics of this one, Mike. All right. So it's a 12-team super flex. It's a two tight end league. And it's a lineup start 11. So speaking of start 11, Nate 11, right, is out here, I guess, making questionable decisions. Okay. So Koopa has already taken away his 24 first, his 25 first, and he is not built appropriately. And I, I really want to ask you, Mike, if you think this trade makes sense even knowing all that because now he basically has the man's future and he says he doesn't even think he can make he he doesn't even know he'll make the playoffs this year but this is where I want to ask you is getting that extra year of like complete control over this this owner right like I have complete control over your future so when you realize it's over you have to get everything back from me and you either quit or you pay up for it but is the 26 first worth because here's here's the trade Koopa's receiving Deshaun Watson, his 25 second, which is one of the picks he hadn't picked over yet, his 26 first, and Kenneth Walker. But, Mike, here's the thing I'm asking. He sent away Patrick Mahomes. So I'll let you start. To you, should he have let him continue with Watson, the 26 first, Walker in the second, or because he took away Walker and took away all this extra liquidity, is it worth sending him Patrick Mahomes? It's such a tough one because that guy's so damn good at football. He's so good in warp. He's so good in, you know, how we look at best ball. He's so good. He's just good, right? It doesn't matter the format. He's good. He's a good player, the best. So anytime you send him away, it's tough. I look at it and I go, Deshaun Watson, uh, I'm higher on him than a lot of people are. So are you. Uh, Kenneth Walker, while the draft was not good for him, um, there's some concerning things. I'm probably not as low on Kenneth Walker as a lot of people. I don't think he's completely dead, especially in this running back. I don't either. I don't think he's dead. I agree with you. The 26 first is the key one. And we're talking about, yes, he controls this dude's absolute entire future. Now, one of the issues I've had, and we've talked about it, is how many of these leagues are folding. We can't find replacements, uh, orphans. If it's a league that I felt good in, Adam, like if if this is one that I'm like locked in, like hey, this is the uh, the original shit patron league that we started, right? The original best ball that I'm I'm going to keep going forever. I'll actually value that 26 pick appropriately, and do the whole like yes, this guy's future is mine. I'm willing to make the bet on Deshaun Watson because I feel good about him. I get a nice piece in Kenneth Walker. You just throw in a 25 second too, just because. Sure. I know sending away Patrick Mahomes stinks. If I'm looking at it though, like logically, this is the what we call the the Patrick Price. This is every bit of the Patrick Price, and it still may not be enough for some people. So I could see a scenario where even if I'm this Nate Eleven guy, like I can't believe you're going to let me have Patrick Mahomes, even if it's foolish at this point. There, if there's one player that I think could turn around the fortunes of my dynasty team and get me that one championship where it makes it all worth it. It's going to be Patrick fucking Mahomes. That's like, I'm good. That is Mike. 
I'm glad you went there and you kind of already went to where I was going to go. Cause I think I've done this right. And people will probably say, Oh, it's foul, whatever, man. Like we're playing for money and we're playing for the long haul. Like if I think you're going to liquidate picks, I'm going to go get those picks. Call me foul. Call me whatever you want to call me. I'm, I'm trying to win and we all have money on the line. Sorry. Like I'm going to go take your future. If I don't think you're going to spend it appropriately, I want to bet against that. That's not foul. That's just seeing what's happening on the court and going to make a play based on what's happening here. I think is the problem that I have with this trade. And I am a Deshaun Watson, um, believer in dynasty value. Like I believe he is going to be somebody that's has a chance to become, I'm not going to say he's the old Deshaun Watson where he's, you know, quarterback two, quarterback five or whatever. But I think he could be very much in that top six, eight range in points per game and warp that's difference maker. So, like, I understand going to get Watson, you're not, like, trading out of elite quarterback territory per se. But you are trading out of definitely the Mahomes tier, definitely out of the next tier. So you're in at least tier three here, right? Tier three, tier four, depending on how people look at it. Here's my thing. I'll go get your 26 first. I'll get your 25 second. I'll be honest, man. Like I'm not doing it for my homes because in a lineup league, even though it's start 11, it's super flex. When I get my homes on a team like this now, one of the things I've learned, which was different than when I first started thinking about it and playing and talking about content, like you got to, you got to pay. I know this looks crazy. But you got to pay astronomical. I'm not. Right. I'm not letting you tier. I'm not letting you get my Mahomes share for your 26 first, even though I know what the play is long term. Because here, here I think is the thing that you have to remember about this, right? At the end of the day, when you do this, the best play, the reason you're going to do this is eventually time will run out on 811, and what's going to happen? You have all his picks, and you're going to basically just nuke everything he has to help your team. So what's the obviously what are you going to buy back? Patrick Mahomes. Right. I that's the piece you want to buy back and I <laughs> my curious the reason I say all that is like I know the process but at the end of the day you're going to want to get Patrick Mahomes back and do you do you have to spend more? Like that I think is the point of the whole thing as a wrapped up where like listen man I I'll, I'll even package up some craziness to go get those 26 and 25 if I have to cuz knowing what you're doing but Patrick Mahomes ain't it. Like Patrick Mahomes is not the person I'm giving away in this scenario. So Koopa, love you. I did tell you on vacation we're going to grade the next trade more fairly, and you happened to give us one that I had uh, something to say. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you it can't work out. I know he's smart enough to know what he's doing. It's just yeah. for me personally, I, I'm just I don't want to give Mahomes away in the process of what he's doing. Not that the process isn't smart. It's just that's, that's my breakdown. Guy. Yeah, but this is a, the past for me. I'm not leveraging something out three three damn years, man. Like if I if I was gonna do it honestly, Patrick Mahomes is off the table, buddy. Like we're we're not talking. Right. Um, if you want to make your team better or you're making stupid moves, I will get your 26 first. Right. Correct. I think the league's gonna be around. But what's it cost for me to get? Like I give you something that's probably worth a early second, like right now. Like, I will make that leverage move. Let me get your 26 first. Here, you can have Zach Charbonnet if you think that's the thing that's going to turn your whole team around. You can have uh, Kendra Miller, right? Like, maybe it's a, a actual back-end first type guy. If you think Will Levis is the thing to put you over the top, like, by all means. I know he's going to pick 109, 110, whatever. You can have this one. Let me get your 26 first. And I know the pivot's out so far that the value's fair enough, but I'm making that bet now against you in 2026. I'm not giving up Patrick Mahomes, so no thank you. Hard pass. Yeah, that's that's the that's the only caveat. Like I just there's I mean, there's a lot of things I'd give up, Mike. Like there's basically nothing else is off the table. That one just is the one thing that's just hard pass. Um Yep. All right. Anyway, Koopa. I know the process could work, but that's just the only difference here. All right, man. Big one here, Mike. We talked about this last week when I was in the ballroom. Uh, the rookie, the rookie tight end hype. We said we'd do it straight up. Cody yeah. gets a third. <laughs> David and Joku in a twenty-four third versus Dalton Kincaid. Mike, can I tell you what I think is really interesting about this one? Is the settings because 
people, you know, last deal we're talking about a third with, uh, or two deals ago with the Goat Range, right? The way I look at a 24 third in a two tight end league is so different. So to, to everyone on podcast, 12 team, two quarterback, two tight end, best ball start 10. Thirds are a lot more appealing here. A lot more appealing because it's either tight they're, ends or the tight ends go tenants. up, which push the values other down, guys, other guys yes. down. So this it's is David Njoku in, in, a sh- in a shot at a rookie tight end in 24 yeah. for the uh, the GOAT, Dalton Kincaid. As you no. see, he doesn't even have a face. We can't even we can't even put the man's face here yet. But uh, We got patron on patron crime here, man. This uh, is – I don't believe Cody did him like this. Xbox should have hit us up. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna can I say this too for the Xbox side? Like I think this is a bad process play. But I also think in a league like this, maybe this was light and maybe Kincaid can buy something crazy. Maybe. That's the only side where I can argue for uh, Xbox, but like for what I believe, I'll I'll take I, w- I will liquidate Kincaid in a heartbeat for Njoku in a third, um, in my leagues anywhere. That wasn't in a, a patron league, was it? Right, because we have a lot of crossover all over the place. And if I don't it was, think so. Who the hell's doing it? Like, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying. the The community sentiment on Dalton Kincaid is a lot different than how you and I perceive him or talk about him. But <laughs> you know, if, if nine out of your 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 twelve league mates in this format are tapped into South Harmon or tapped into Destination Debbie, listening to Scott, you know, talk about these rookie tight ends. Mm-mm. That shit ain't happening, man. Ain't nobody Mike, paying those prices. Can, can I tell you what I've seen happen based on DMs and stuff and big meat, big drink and all that? Uh, some of the patrons are like, listen, man, like we like the South Harmon leagues, right? But like, let's go get our own little league. Like it'll be six of us and we'll get six right. like fish. Fish. And we don't have to deal with Mike and Adam's craziness. <laughs> and is. we have a better, we have a better chance. And I'm like, I'm like, Dan, you know, Blitz is, hey, bro, where was, where was my, you know, Where's my invite on this? Like, I invite you to all my leagues. Like, okay, I'll give you my advice, but damn, like, you don't want me in your leagues? That's okay. I I understand. But, uh, Mike, anyway, I think, no, I don't think this is one of our leagues. I would have seen this and definitely pinned it. Said something. Yeah. It would have, it would have happened. Um, cause it was, was, this probably happened like a day or two after we talked about it on the, on the show we did, right? Right, So, I'm taking, I'm taking Njoku straight up over Kincaid and the fact you gave me in a two tight end, best ball, a future third which will probably be another tight end for me or something at least decent that gets pushed down for the second round. Yeah, I want that side all day, easily. Yep, I'm with you. Um, doesn't mean it can't work out for Xbox, but I just don't want to have that side. Okay, Mike, this is this one was wild to me. Uh, Schumer, okay, so 12-team Superflex PPR lineup start 10. Cody Schumer is receiving Josh Allen. Jordan Love, Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, and a 24 first from Nick Tran, 26. Sending away Jalen Hurts, the 105, and T. Higgins. So, let me just, the way I'm looking at this, right? Okay, can we, we can cancel Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts out, correct? Right. I don't care who you rank them. I'll probably have Hurts above Allen, but a lot of people have Allen above Hurts. It's a mute point, though. I'm fine how you rank them. But I think anyone that says they're not in the same tier, for me, I think you're just you're kind of um, missing the point of right. tiers at this point. Like I'm not saying you can't prefer one, but they're in the same tier. And so if I cancel those out, Mike, okay, so now we're talking about 105, which like worst case scenario, that should be Gibbs or a quarterback, like the way that we're mm-hmm. looking at this, okay? For So it's T. Higgins and let's call it C.J. or Gibbs. You're, you're receiving now Jordan Love, Michael Pittman, Burks, and then the 24 first. Like, I want T. Higgins over Pittman for sure. But if I was going to tear off of T. Higgins, Pittman's a guy that I would I would be looking to go get, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm also comfortable going down to Traylon. Like, Traylon in the 24 first, even in a start 10. Like, I'm good with that. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm 100% with you. If you gave me a liquid 24 – most logically, it's going to be Pittman in a 24 first. That would actually be an active teardown I would make. Well, and that's – I think the reason I want to talk about it is then – like I think right now, if you cross out the quarterbacks and you say we're winning at Pittman in a 24 first over Higgins, now the conversation is now Jordan Love and Traylon Burks for C.J. Stroud or Gibbs. 
Like, if you tell me you wanted 105, like, I get it. But, man, like, I think you're accomplishing everything you want on Schumer's side. And you got the liquidity. I want his side, man. I'm sorry. Like, I do. I, I, I really, really want his side personally. So, but you want the Josh Allen side? Yeah. I want the T. Higgins, Jalen Hurts on the 105 side. Okay. Lineup okay. Team. Okay. Talk, talk to me why. I, is it a, Would it matter for you if it's C.J. Stroud versus Gibbs, I guess is the question. Even if it wasn't one of those guys and it's like JSN, like I'm going to take that. Okay. Right. Well, can you talk? walk me through it because I, I This is disagree. probably just because I really don't care about the the Jordan Love part. Like it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurts and Allen, boom, mute point. Who cares? Um, I prefer Hurts, but it doesn't really matter. T. Higgins – in a start 10, like I would – I talk about the teardown. Like if it, if I look at the teardown for Pittman in a first, I think I pay too much for T. Higgins like because I value Pittman that way. But a lot of people don't. So let's go and say it's it's Burks for – Let's do Burks in the first. first. Okay, sure. Right. Is that fair? So I'm looking – would I rather have Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs or JSN or another quarterback, a, a really – Good quarterback, but CJ Stroud, Bryce, whatever. If they were to fall to me, mm-hmm. or would I rather have Jordan Love and Michael Pittman and they start 10? I'm taking the 105. Interesting. I'm consolidating. Cause, well, because the reason the reason I find it interesting, Mike, is because like I know you you've talked at, at length about how you want Gibbs ahead of those quarterbacks. And and the reason for you is basically right. the situation doesn't warrant their cost, right? And their production probably isn't going to be there for a couple of years. The reason I say that is if when I look at this trade, 105 to me does not have a clear player in mind. So if it is Stroud, now I want Stroud over Love, but Love at least gives me a quarterback, which I don't like him, but at quarterback three on a team like this, I'm cool. And if you give me Pittman, which is a guy that I can definitely start and start 10 versus CJ Stroud, the only difference is the name and possibly the tradeability. But who's to say Jordan Love still can't trade for a lot in a league like this? That's that's where I think I think I'm more okay with that other side. I think Traylon Burks is the one piece on Schumer's side that's like we'll see. I like the player a lot. I believe in him, but he's the only one currently in the deal that I I don't sit here and go like, yeah, I don't know about starting Traylon in a in a uh, lineup start ten. Right. I'll say I'll say this too, man. I, I'd be very curious to see Nick Trans. Nick Tran's team um, because I think that piece is what puts me over the top. The 24 liquidity and like I don't know how he's roster constructed. I'm kind of viewing that more as mid. I think I can sell that for something serious in in season Uh, and that's a big part for me. That's fair. That's fair. I'm also just looking at it in a lot of these like start 10s. you know, some places we talked about it when we did Savage semester tonight with the with the patrons, the Savage members. There's some Adam. I just have way too much liquidity, too many assets just hanging around. Mm-hmm. Like I got to start making these kind of moves on the other side where I'm up tiering. Now, if that means I got to cancel out quarterbacks because the other guy appreciates Josh Allen more than he appreciates Jalen Hurts, that's whatever. That's a mute point to me. I'll throw it in just to make you feel good. But I'm looking at it going like T Higgins. The 105, you know, maybe I can get that elite running back in Jameer Gibbs, or maybe I get to add to my QB horde with a quarterback that people are really going to like other than Jordan Love. I'm going to do that. I, I get it. I'm, I'm not going to say that uh, that other side's bad, but like for me, I'm, I'm canceling elite quarterbacks out. And then when I look at the rest of this, like, I'll be honest, man. Even in line of start 10, I could live without those other pieces. Like, I could live without those other pieces. Um, I think the 24 first is a big part here. Like, if if that ends up becoming late, maybe you don't like your side as much. But I think here's the big thing for me. The 105, if that ends up becoming C.J. Stroud, like, I'm leaning into my stance even more. Because I think Jordan Love poses a lot of the similarities that you would utilize like C.J. Stroud for in a lineup start 10 league that then I'm getting up the receiver. So, now if it's Gibbs... I'm having a different conversation about what this looks like because now all of a sudden Gibbs and lineup start 10 totally changes things because of what he could be to your team. So I, I get your side too. Wow. I didn't know you were a Jordan love truther, man. I'm not, but I, I'll tell you what I'm not, but you know what is I, what I've learned is I don't have enough shares of him and I've seen him get moved in the leagues that I'm in. And I'm like, 
y'all, y'all, y'all love this man. Can I just get a couple shares to trade him? Like I can, I can liquidate Jordan, Jordan Love for something that I've never seen when's on the, these deals. When's the jersey showing up, man? The people want to know when the Jordan Love. The, the Jordan Love jersey is um, it's going to be showing up to whoever wants a giveaway because I will never put it on on the trade show um, ever. <laughs> I will never put it on an AMA. It's not, it's not coming in this house. All right, so this is a house of learned doctors. Uh, all right. Speaking of Jordan Love, let's talk Christian Watson. Christian Watson or Traylon Burks in a 24-second. Dynasty Alex is receiving Traylon in a 24-second. Westerns is receiving Watson. 12-team Superflex PPR lineup start 10. We, we, we didn't get to have D-Bro on for the uh, the AMA, and he's been really talking up Christian Watson. I know. I, I was actually Watson. like really, really wanting to hear it too. Right. I wanted to uh, to get enlightened on Christian Watson. Um, but this is clearly I will take Traylon before I will take Christian Watson, no question about it. Yep. Um, not even really in the same tier for me, uh, just because of where Traylon had started versus where Christian Watson had started. So you give me a second on top of it. Easy. Next. Next. I, I, I don't Mike, is it is it fair to say there's not really much for me to add? Like I just I want nope. the other side. Okay. That's cool. a hard hitting analysis right there. Um, Dynasty Alex, you got the good the good vibes, but uh, I got no. I, if you're watching even this, if, even if, if, if wrong, you're watching this, let me just say, if I miss on this, like I'll miss on the process. But the process for me is get the extra piece on players like this in these ranges. Personally, even if I'm wrong about them being in different tiers, right, and they end up in the same tier, <laughs> you got the second, and the other guy didn't. Easy. Agreed. Okay, Mike. Jag. Let's He's talk a little Jag down, here. Uh, Brett Priest. Receives the 202. They haven't had their rookie draft yet. We're getting to the point, I think, soon, Mike. I think we talked about this before. Like, rookie drafts are going to be pretty much done here shortly. We so this one's so. not done. Um, 202 or DeAndre Swift right now, Mike. 12 team Superflex lineup start 10. In a vacuum, not knowing team direction, anything about the league, I want DeAndre Swift over the 202. I'm I in. agree. I'm back in. I agree. I, I, I just. The stuff we talked about earlier yes. was before we knew how the class would shake out and the the depth we thought it had versus the lack of you know high end depth that we were hoping for. DeAndre Swift also went from a situation like let's keep it a buck, right? Like DeAndre Swift was in a situation where people are terrified. To your team was probably thinking, all right, Philly's probably thinking like maybe by thirty, maybe we even move up a little bit, but we can get Gibbs. Like we'll miss on Bijan. Right. We that didn't happen, and they got to get a steal on DeAndre Swift. And there's, I know there's Gainwell truthers. I understand the Sirianni. I know all of it, but DeAndre Swift's situation could not have been any better given what it was when they took Jameer Gibbs, right? Like, can we just I mean, if you, can we just admit that part? If you like Kenneth Gainwell, right? You're a Kenneth Gainwell truther. You try to explain to me why you don't like DeAndre Swift because it's Kenneth Gainwell, but better in every single way. Times uh, other than availability, right? Like even yeah. then, like can you count Kenneth Gainwell's availability when sometimes he doesn't play more than ten percent of the snaps? No, I'm no. Well, to that point, <laughs> no. I'm, my only point is, I guess you can't. You what you can't say is like Gainwell's going to miss a bunch of time right now. I think people still. In the well, Brett Priest side, to, if you're going to take the two, to not get hurt if you're sitting on the bench, man. Like, I, what is you. this? What is this Cherubini from any given Sunday? Like, what do you do? Fall off the bench? <laughs> live in a live in a house. Uh, you know, don't throw rocks at the glass house. But I, right. I get what your I get what your point is. I think that for the two hundred two side, there are people out there that have seen the roller coaster and are just deathly afraid of DeAndre Swift constantly being this. Uh, exciting player that never fires no. and they have to deal with the injuries and not knowing when to start them and frustration. And you get to 202, which is like, you get to reroll, like call it what it is. You probably at this point, like you may have missed on a chain, but you can get Kendra. You can get like, you can reroll the running back position. It's not going to be DeAndre Swift talent, but you get to reset the age thing. Um, I'm not taking that side though. I'm taking DeAndre Swift uh, pretty clearly, honestly, I told Jack, like, just press the button. Don't, don't think about yeah. this. Just, just yeah. do it. Uh, I want, De- I want DeAndre Swift here. Um, but I, but I did want to at least walk through the roller coaster of Swift and like, it's interesting. 
how it's all shaked out. He's back home in Philly. He's wearing number zero, uh, hashtag number analysis. I want that over the 202. Um, call me crazy. Call me whatever. That's, that's, that's the way it is. That's how I'm at. And Mike, any, any other thoughts, man, on the, on the deals today? Cause that was the, uh, the last trade we had to end on a Jag win. Like sometimes you have to see things that don't normally happen this time of year, a Jag Where? win. Where's the cutoff then? I mean, we, we give a Jag a little bit more shine here. Where's the cutoff for you on DeAndre Swift versus a rookie pick in this class? Right. <sighs> 202, clearly, I will take Swift. I think Swift, I still want Swift over 201. Yep. I'm probably taking him over like 112, 111 still. Okay. Yeah. How about, I, how about if we just did player for player, right? I that's think that's easy. where it's tough. I think if it's Swift A-chain, or Zay Flowers. Swift or Zay Flowers? Want Swift or Flowers? Lineup start 10. I'll take Swift on lineup start 10. I think in best ball I might consider Zay. I think it's really close there. I think it's close there. Uh, a 1.5 tight end premium lineup league. Swift or Kincaid? Swift. One ten. Swift. Okay. And 111, Will Levis, quarterback. Swift. DeAndre Swift. Okay. That's what you're talking about with DeAndre Swift. You're having a conversation at the 109. Let me ask you this though, because I think this is where it's this is where it's tough. One for one, Swift or A chain right now. I'll take Swift. I I I can I say I lean in agreeing with you. The I'm gonna tell you what I think is problematic. It's not even like what A chain's gonna do. I think there's gonna be moments because of his speed in that offense that he's going to look for the hole, see it, hit it, and boom. 70 80 yards like it's gonna happen people when they see rookie running backs with day two draft capital and do things like that they they cream their pants like that that's the only reason that it's close for me because i i want swift for sure but i'm also looking at the guy gets hurt i I just know there's different plays in dynasty um but if you told me like i'm gonna hold these guys throughout the year i want swift for sure which is crazy to think when you talk about deandre swift too and it's like you know, you, you talked about Devin H in there, and you're like, boom, 60, 70 yards to the crib. What have we seen DeAndre Swift do the last couple of years, too? <laughs> right? That's a guy who can go, boom, 60, 70 yards. But yes. the fact, the fact he don't have that that Texas A&M track speed, you know, the confirmed 40 of 4-3. I guess people forget. You know, I'm we wearing the Rams. Like slow. <laughs> I'm wearing the Rams jersey, and I'll, I'll never forget I was down in Miami and uh, got finished golfing, Mike, and – they're playing the Rams, and the Rams were, you know, that year really good. They went to the Super Bowl, and, um, like, it was a huge line. And i never forget, we got finished golfing. It was early-ish in the 1 o'clock slate. And I, it, as soon as I got into the bar, I see the TV. DeAndre Swift is housing, like, a 60-yard star play versus the Rams, who have this elite defense, Donald, Ramsey. And it was, like, early in the game. Like, Detroit has no chance. Right. It's in L.A., and DeAndre Swift's going 60 to the house. So just cool it with the recency bias. DeAndre Swift can go when healthy. I understand the injury concerns. But right. this offense that he's in is – this offense that he's in, is it's hard to be better as a, as a landing spot, man, period. I mean, people people love numbers, Adam, but last year, DeAndre Swift, okay? As bad as a year as we all think he Horrible. Had, right? But Warp wasn't. Number five in breakaway run rate. Yep. Right? Yep. He can house it too. So, I, I don't know. That's pretty easy analysis for me. Like, I, I want Swift, and it's not the fact that I've been a Swift stand forever or the fact that he's playing for my Philadelphia Eagles or the fact that he's wearing number zero, which just looks badass. So, you throw really it. Sweet. However you slice it up, man, Swift or any pick, like, 110 or on, it's DeAndre Swift for me if I'm competing. I will say this. Um, this trade show – was what I liked about it, Mike. We got nine deals. It was a diverse range of trades. So many different things, right? Quarterback up tiers in best ball. Yes. You had the 24 first quarterback leverage play. You had the crusty deal in best ball that wasn't so sure. One for one picks like with DeAndre Swift. So many different layers and levels of trades. I like this trade show a lot because like we've had these shows where it's like, Man, it's different players and assets, but it's the same idea, right? Like the quarter. Remember how many episodes we had the quarterback up here from 102? It's like, all right, man. Like we've seen the trick before. This covered an array of things. 
I really like that out of this trade show. Um, speaking of which, if you do want your deals featured on the show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon, a dollar a month gets you in the door. Uh, two trade shows a week we're doing now. So this one you are going to see Saturday morning. Uh, you'll also see another one that we did in the week on Wednesday. Um, but that's all I got for the trade show here today, Mike. Any, any further thoughts or final thoughts before we get out of here, buddy? That's all I got, man. I made it through the whole thing. I didn't die. The My blue game. Still here. My voice is still here. We're good to go. We're good to go. Mike's Mike's flu game was successful. Um, for those of you who can't know, but we did survive semester earlier. We did you know a show the night prior. We're gonna do 4D tomorrow. This is a guy that just he doesn't go away. He shows up. He's always here. He has availability on his side, unlike DeAndre Swift. And with that being said, hope you guys are having a great weekend. We will see you back here, same time, same place, next week for the 40 Chess Dynasty Trade Show. We're out of this thing. Peace.